Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Xinxi and I was busy thinking about books, books, books. I was busy dreaming about books, books, books. I was busy singing about books, books, everybody. Wow, that was very long. I can see everyone's uh, reactions around the table now. Like it's going to end soon, but I can see the amount of time left on it. Yeah, good. So there's still another 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can see. You can see, the, <laughs> you can see the sound waves. Almost. I can see, yeah. I can see them. Um, who, who is joining me today to talk about books? Ah, uh, hi. It's me, I'm Josh. I'm back. Okay. I, 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 I really wanted to come back because I, I just really wanted to. This, I thought I, the book that we're doing today is a, is a seminal work. Um, okay. Wait, well, hey, seminal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I just thought that uh, it, I had to be here for this. Have you, Josh? Have you brought your your own hype man today? <laughs> Who's um, who is that hyping you up? Hyping up that innuendo in the corner. Uh, it's me, Haran X. Oh, it's my good buddy Haran X. Thank you. Yeah. Um, are you just hyping up? I'm like, just huh? boosting Josh's innuendos today. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't put enough inflection on there. So uh, just, you're like just the, in case people don't get it. So you're yeah. like the Paul Bearer to his Undertaker in many ways. More like Paul Pera. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Could you pass out that, that um, innuendo first? Because, like, ball, I get para. What's yeah, that? Yeah, what are they para? Like, it's, it's a pair of balls. If you have two gay men, maybe gay men like to pair their balls. They like to pair off with a round of similar balls. And they don't even like do it with their own pairs. So they have like one from me and one from you, and then we'll do two pairs. So, uh, they sound like the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> It's like just like passing their balls to each other, I like back and forth. Chuckle brothers uh, slash thick. There must be. Mm, there must be. I bet it's. Because you know what rhymes with Chuck? Yeah, yeah. the chuckle brothers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I see. I set them up. You slam dunk them. Mm, yeah, that's do. good. That's two, good. To me, girls one cup. Let's move on. That wasn't very good. No, sorry, um, sorry. Who, who else is enjoying these innuendos in the corner? Right, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's that? Who's me? Hi, I'm Tom Blumen. <laughs> or oh, did I? <laughs> I? I don't know. Did you? Did I? Yeah. What is what is that? Is that a catchphrase or? Um... What did is it? Okay. What do you do, Tom? I'm a stand-up comedian in the Northern oh, Circuit. Yeah. On the Northern Circuit. What's your favourite gig to do on the Northern Circuit? 
excess malarkey. All right, checks out, checks out. Looks like we have an actual comedian amongst us today. Oh, that'll I mean, be good. That'll be good. Yeah, for all of <laughs> wow, spirited. This is going to be a spirited discussion. Yeah, I've got an agent, Tom. Yeah, uh, Hannah Chambers. <laughs> Oh, I'm the Chambers. She's pretty good. Pretty good agent. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be good now that you're here, Tom, because this is obviously such a seminal work. Semi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to have like a, a comedic professional here at the table today. Is that everyone? No, wait. Somebody hasn't introduced themselves. Oh, I haven't. Yet. I've spoken quite a lot. You have spoken a lot. Yeah. Let's get to you. Who who is that? Um, I'd stand. It's Dan. Well Dan it's my good friend Dan Offen. How you been, Dan? I've been all right. Yeah, I've been hot. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even seem that much of an innuendo. You just <laughs> no, like it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Oh, excuse me, sorry. That's good. No, no, it's absolutely fine. Too much of the jazz cigarettes. Oh, jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. You do you partake in jazz cigarettes in the older? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or do I? <laughs> Ooh, do you? <laughs> do like, I? I thought you were more of the, the jizz cigarettes. Oh! oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, calm. Settle down, everybody. Oh, settle down. There's a monster in the making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say nobody enjoyed that joke half as much as, as Harren did. Oh, Tom did. Well, yeah. you, 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 you laughed very loud at that. You were a joke. Um, that's fine, though. We, we, I think, like, um, somebody should laugh at those jokes anyway. Um... <laughs> This is going to be a spirited conversation, I feel. Uh, I hope that you're all going to be all right, because today's book is a pretty sexy book, if you know what I mean. Well, it's it's seminal. S- yes. Like, um, uh, yeah, I think... That joke you have to, it's a rule of threes. It's there. a rule of threes. <laughs> it's a rule of threes there. Um, are we going to be okay? I want to see if we can actually have a fairly grown-up discussion. We're going to be talking about some pretty graphic, frank uh, sexual practices... Uh, are you going to be okay with that, Aaron? Yeah, I think yeah, after yeah. your um, reading of James Joyce's letters, I think. Yeah, that's going to be fairly tame, I think. Um, possibly. There's been a lot of sex on this podcast, but I think this one is... I don't think we've ever got just, into... Just to book. clarify, there's been a lot of sex talked about on this <laughs> podcast. There's not been anyone actually having sex on the podcast. Well, speak for yourself. Unless you've been doing it very surreptitiously. I mean, you haven't been here for every episode, Dan, and I have. Yeah. I can When's say... the last time someone had sex on the podcast? Uh, when was the one where everybody committed suicide? Oh, and they had sex while they were committing suicide? Yeah, I guess so. like after. Well, the French call it the little death, don't they? They do. <laughs> Isn't that masturbation? Le petit yeah. mort. No, it's the orgasm. It's the orgasm. They call it le petit mort. Right, okay. Because they had to find a way to make sex as creepy as possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, we're going to be okay right, with this, right? Like, we, I, I, I had we'll a, try. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll have a solemn assurance that we can discuss this book like adults, because it, it is an important work um, in American literature, um, and its author passed away recently. Um, some say that um, he was the last uh, truly uh, important writer of his generation, and with his passing... Um, goes an entire era of um, great American writers such as Mailer and Updike and I'll let you have that one um, and of course the writer we're talking about today is Philip Roth the book Port Noise Complaint came out in 1969 and almost immediately 
69. 69. It's true, it's true. Nice. I didn't even think about that. I, I, do you think that was intentional? He deliberately... He actually wrote the book in 54, but like he waited to release it until 69, because 69, pretty cool number. In the 60s, did they have 69ing? Of course they did. Swassop Nerf. The, the the concept of six and nine have been in existence for longer than the year. Uh, Since the Arabs, yeah. They came up with the numbers. So the, do you think they invented... The 69 position. The numbers yeah, and what, what the actual came, position itself. What came first, 69ing or the number system? Well, that's a really good question. I think mm. the position came first. Really? Yeah. Based absolutely, right. absolutely. Mainly because of the fact that like um, that's much easier to get your head around than the concept. Ah, he said head. Okay, all right. Um, the the concept of act- of numerical value and worth. A lot of cultures didn't even have like any sort of like concept of zero or any numbers beyond um five, um, which mm. is essentially the number. Well, of why do you need you a have. concept? Of ze- zero mm. isn't a sex position. Zero. Oh, speak for yourself. Because what, what does a zero look like? It looks like the naughtiest part of all, isn't it? The bum. Exactly. So did Marilyn Manson suck himself off bef- after the number zero was made? Why do you say that? Wait, if you kind of, it looks more like a nine. Oh, yeah, it does actually look yeah, like a nine. Do you know yeah. what? Do you know what? <laughs> Aaron, yeah, I would say that Marilyn Manson almost definitely sucked himself off after the concept of zero was invented. Because the concept of zero was invented how many years ago? Unless Marilyn Manson is some sort of immortal being. <laughs> Who was apparently like shortly after the invention of Zero, Marilyn Manson came into existence and decided, you know what? I think it's time for me to suck myself off, and that happened in the year three thousand BC, mm-hmm. whenever they invented Zero. So the first person who had a rumor that they'd removed a rib to be able to suck themselves off was Prince. There was a rumor about that Prince, and then it transferred to Marilyn Manson, mm-hmm. but it's not transferred to anyone else. You know, no. that Eve didn't she give up her rib? No, Adam no, gave that, up oh, the yes, rib. So, oh, yeah, well, Adam. Yeah. Was that yeah, but that wasn't was... so he could suck himself up. It wasn't. It was, <laughs> that was no. so he could get someone else to suck him up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a yeah. really reductive way of looking at the Bible, Dan. God removed Adam's rib because Adam said, like, could you get me somebody to suck me off? Well, God wasn't going to do it. Okay, but you can't eat them apples. Here you go. Here's your suck, buddy. God would be really good at blowjobs as well, probably. God would be very good at blowjobs. I, I mean, he's all powerful. I mean, yeah. I, what, what sort of deity would not be good at doing that sort of thing? Um, a bad one is what I'm saying. Look, this is getting like we're getting off topic here. All right. Um, I think like we talk about numbers, we can talk about sixty nine. But Portnoy's Complaint is a very sexy book. Came out in nineteen sixty nine, and even to this day, um, I think it's kind of shocking. What do you think? It was banned in Australia. A lot of people still like come to grips with the uh, uh, the actual sort of sexual frank sex- sexual nature of the book. Do you think it's still shocking to this day, twenty first century, twenty eighteen? Well, ever since Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. um, I'm I find it hard to be shocked by anything. What was the last thing you were shocked by? Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. <laughs> nah, fair enough. What's so shocking about Wrecking Ball? It's just a mass. It's just. So much devastation. So destruction of to property is what. But also the sexual element. <coughs> what was the sexual? You're right there, Tom. It's these jazz cigarettes. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe you should stop smoking four at the same time. Yeah. I can't. I can't stop. I love my mouth to be full. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So you like your mouth to be full of smoke? Just full of, hmm? full of hot. 
hot sticks. Am I right, Wayne? <laughs> never heard or of them. do I? <laughs> I've never heard anybody um, refer to them like that. As as Freud said, though, sometimes a cigarette is just a cigarette, though. You know, like this, not everything has to be an innuendo. Not everything necessarily leads to sex. Freud said that. Sometimes, he's, yeah, he mm. said sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. He said as he smoked on that big juicy cigar. AKA. Well, no, he was deliberately saying that, like, no, this is just a cigar. Seriously, is that what he was saying? He was saying that. Oh, yeah. did he? Okay, hey. all right, all right. Like, did okay? So, Josh, you found Wrecking Ball shocking. Yeah. Okay. I and she was naked as well. But you found that what you what so um, you didn't find Portnoy's complaint shocking. I did. You did. Oh, okay, all right. I did, but not as shocking. As Wrecking Ball. As Wrecking Ball. What? Okay, you are aware of the scene in which um, uh, Portnoy. Um, uh, Basically, has sex with a piece of liver. Yeah, that's not but, a sh- that's that's not as shocking as Wrecking Ball. But when I read that, when I read that part of the book, I was kind of expecting like to be reading. Mm-hmm. But when I saw Wrecking Ball, um, someone came in through my window in the middle of the night and held me down and then showed it to me on their iPhone. And that's, <laughs> that was, that's that was really shocking. pretty shocking. Well, that yeah. was shocking. That was what was so shocking about it. Well, that's not really to do with the video as much as the person who was holding you down. And they were on fire. <laughs> that did is they, pretty shocking. They electroshock therapy as well. Mm, yeah, and they yeah, and they also held up open my eyes like uh, like in the movie where they held open people's eyes. <laughs> Shockwork uh, orange. Shockwork orange, orange, more like. Am I right? Am yeah, I right? Yeah, orange. Oh, <laughs> Tom knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Even though it was a completely different word that they substituted in there. But um, no, uh, that's a very interesting point. That seems to be more about the way that you um, uh, consume the media rather than the media itself. But I don't think you can separate that out. That they're one and the same. Uh, well, Marshall McLuhan would definitely argue that the uh, medium is the message, but uh, uh, or rather, the message is the medium. But um, I don't. Uh, no, actually, it's medium is the message. Oh, I, the medium is the massage. Even. Mm. Yeah. Um, also known as the mass age. Yeah, you get it. You get What's it. That? What's that? Come on. No, no, it was a mistake. Anyway, this is not my. Look, yes, I'm a Canadian, (laughs) not a cultural uh, historian. Okay, yeah, but yeah, no, um, the 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 idea that like um the way that like um you uh, consume the media affects your reading of the media, um and affects and in the end um they're inextricable from one another. So something that you consume by a TV is never going to be the same as something which you've consumed on the cinema or a book or. Hot and cold media, they call. But anyway, what you what you've experienced there was way more intense than just like reading a book. It was somebody actually holding you down whilst on fire and submitting you to electroshock therapy whilst you tried to watch a Miley Cyrus video. And I'd say the other elements are more intrinsic to the shock value of that than actually. When did video this itself. happen, Josh? About a year ago. So you only saw a wrecking ball. A you year okay, ago. mate? You okay? Thanks. Thanks. Can you stop rubbing my back, please? Um, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I managed to stay I'll rub your leg instead, Ray. Your third leg, am I right? (laughs) Um, okay, so, so, Tom, you seem like a very bawdy, like, uh, uh, fella, uh, and you, uh, worked in the modern circuit. I mean, I, I, I'd imagine it's hard to find anything that shocks you. Oh, well, let me think. I once saw a lass perform at a... Stand-up comedy night. Now, that was shocking. <laughs> what was shocking about it? She was a lass. Oh, so you were just shocked by the fact that it was a female comedian on so stage. So, <laughs> you work for Hannah Chambers and you do... Have you done TV work yet? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't live it to pull off. Oh really? I haven't seen. I don't watch it these days, to be honest. Um, but no, she's not been on live on the at the apartment. Oh. She's been at live at Tipper. Oh, no, live at Tipper. Have I got news for you? Been on that as well. Have I got? Oh wow! wow. And I've also been on the Graham Norton show as really? warm up before Graham. Wow, you pretty famous um i was not I, I consider me shocked i have never seen you before it's because i'm on the northern circuit you fucking southerners what's oh. what's, what, what's one of your bits what's one of your trademark signature mm. bits uh what's the difference between uh what roars with pain and the other one pours with rain oh, that's so we, the yeah. difference it's a lion and a cloud <laughs> Confidently delivered. That. Um, Maybe it's like that, a and that's got you on. <laughs> that's yeah. your signature bit. I'm a, I'm a surreal comedian. Oh, surreal. oh. okay. <laughs> I'm like comedian. a northern, no fielding. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, everybody knows Noel Fielding's always going. Oh, did die. <laughs> uh, classic bit there, and always being coy. Um, okay, so you didn't find this book shocking then? No. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Okay. I mean, some people have said that Portnoy's complaint is kind of like the foundational text by which a lot of a uh, confessional read male stand-up comedy has based itself upon. I mean, Paul well, I wouldn't know because I'm a surreal comedian, so. But you never talk about your penis in your set. Oh no, I do. Okay. Do you ever use the microphone as a prop to signify it? Being oh no, your penis? I just use my penis. <laughs> really? <laughs> you built an amplification system into your penis. I have noticed that you have just taken... I got my rib removed. Oh, yeah. So I can use my penis as a microphone. I've just, I've just suddenly realised something. I thought I was talking to a microphone. It's actually a penis, isn't it? Uh, it's very long. You painted it and put a little fuzzy little thing at the top of your penis. I've just been talking into your penis this entire time. You got me. You got me. I got you. I I said, is, that, down is, that, is that another one of your classic bits? Oh, yeah, yeah. I go around the audience and say, Hey, what do you like? Oh, actually, I think I've got a clip. I've got a clip. A clip here, um, where it's a clip where you're on the Graham Norton show and you trick Graham Norton into talking into your penis. Oh yeah. Can we can we can we draw that clip up, please? Like. Uh, oh, I don't know if they they might have taken it down off YouTube. Are you sure? Oh wait, no. Here it it's, is. It's still on Pornhub. You got it. Here it is. Yep. Oh, it's a cock in my face. Oh, you got me. Yeah, I got him. Is that your impression of Graham? Is that, is that, that Graham Norton? That, 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 that was a YouTube video. <laughs> do you Sounds know what technology different. is? I do, yeah. Well, have you never heard? You should learn it. Have, you, sorry, never, um, have you never seen like, um, the Graham Norton show? No, I have seen it, yeah. That's Graham Norton right yeah, now. Okay. Sounds different. Don't know what's so confusing about it. Like, I, it's very easy to do a Graham Norton impersonation, though, if I do say so myself. Oh. I mean, I think you should try it. Oh, no. He I'm, sounds different when you can't see him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, very, it's one of those kind of things that's, that works all as like an all-encompassing experience, mm. much like and that, and that watching Wrecking Ball. Dubbed as well, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was dubbed, it was dubbed by Chin. Chin gets side work as a video dubber. It's true. I am, um, I am Graham Norton stand-in for his voice on occasions when he just can't be bothered. 
or when somebody's tricked him into speaking to a penis instead of a microphone. Because as you know, penises don't pick up sound, so we didn't actually pick up Graham Norton's voice. Um, so I had to sub in there and speak over him. And I, I assume he said the words, ooh, it's a penis, it's a penis in my face. Actually, you'd be surprised what he actually said was, ooh, is that a penis? Did I? Oh, he used your catchphrase <laughs> against oh, you. Yeah. What a witty, because he's also a comedian as well. People forget yeah. that. He's That's got true. a sharp wit. He has, he has a good wit. I have, haven't I? Always thinking on his feet. Though. He has got a sharp <laughs> wit, eh? Eh? So, um, like, did anybody else find this book shocking then? I'm, I'm just wondering. Are, are we just desensitised to the graphic sexual... Di- um... I found it very shocking. What was the most shocking part for you? Um, do you know what I read in Cosmopolitan? Said my mother to my father. I found that because my mum only reads the Guardian supplements. Oh, so okay. I found that very shocking that a mother would read Cosmo. I guess that is kind of shocking because I didn't realise Cosmopolitan existed back in nineteen sixty. Oh no, it's really old. How old is Cosmopolitan? Oh, really old. Um, like, like really old. It's one of the oldest mags. Isn't it? Okay, all right, all is right. It? I think um, so. Is it older than uh, the New Yorker? I don't the know. How of? old's the New Yorker? It's not Pretty as old as the really. New Amsterdam. Get it? Right. Yeah, I right. got that. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. I had nothing to do with sex, though. <laughs> no. Well, there's a red light. The first thing. issue of Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. was 1886. Holy mm-hmm. crap, that is an old old magazine. So, yes, I, and I'm assuming a lot of teenage boys were cracking one off to those pages back in those mm. days as well. The, the sex tits were very... Look at her ankles. Mm. <laughs> That's a, is that a sex tip? Look at her ankles. <laughs> is that what you do during sex? Like, have you tried looking at her ankles during the act of sex? It's really hot. Um, okay, uh, so w- I guess we're just really progressive people, and I guess Portland's complaint at one time. It's weird to think that it was shocking in its day. Is it more shocking than Lady Chatterley's lover or James Joyce's sex letters to, hit, to Nora Barnacle? Um, I think like it, it's it's weird how like a uh, uh, time has moved on. Suddenly, like um, like we live in a post-American pie world uh, where we heard about Bill Clinton, um, you like rolling up cigars using like Monica Lewinsky's uh, uh, vagina. Um, I guess it's really hard for us to be shocked by anything these days. Um, least of all, uh, the description of a young Jewish teenager um, having sex with a piece of the liver. Um, like a post call me by your name where oh World. where he um he fucks a piece of fruit fucks a peach he fucks mm. a peach right and then eats it afterwards no he doesn't I think he does not in the film uh, you didn't stay for the post credits Marvel no. right <laughs> where, where he's just in, sitting at the table eating that peach that he's just fucked <laughs> with um with uh Michael Stolberg we should do post-credit scenes on this podcast. I don't think we need to. We don't have credits. Yeah. I, I think it's enough of an imposition that I make people wait an hour to do this anyway. <laughs> to be fair, I've listened to your podcast and the whole thing's bloopers. It is. It is one continuous mistake after another. <laughs> we uh, got zung there. We got totally zung. Can, can we get the, z- the zung like um, sound effect, uh, please? Let me see if I can find a good one. Um, oh, God. <laughs> that's that the zung? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. zung. All right, fair enough. Again, to wait. Too late. Watch. Yeah, yeah you got to. You got to get get on top of that, Dan. Um. Okay. All right. So we're not. We, we, okay. So I think. We, we, I think this is actually like one of the strengths of this book. And the interesting thing is, um, the way that it reveals how uh sex is being talked about so honestly and graphically in 1969. Um, and it's all taken through um the framing device of uh a man who is uh 
essentially in a therapy session with a psychiatrist and confessing and just goes on a long, long rant about his um, sexual hang-ups and his um, failures and his disappointments and his own Jewish identity and his neuroses. Um, the name of the book Portnoy's Complaint is actually taken um, from a fictitious uh, uh, disorder, um, um, which is defined as, um, if you bear with me, Portnoy's Complaint, a disorder in which strongly felt ethical and altruistic impulses are perpetually warring with extreme sexual longings, often of a perverse nature. Now, what do you what do you make of that? Why, well, what do you think that the um, naming the book after this fictitious disorder and what they describe as disorder does it sound like a disorder? Or does it actually sound kind of like normal behavior, if you ask me? Um, who isn't? Who, who, I think it was Freud who said that, like in civilization and its discontents, um, the more civilized we become as a species, the more unhappy we're going to become because we are constantly at war with our own baser instincts. It's Rousseau. Rousseau also said that. Yeah, Rousseau was always going on about that. He reckoned that. People were better when they were monkeys. Oh, that's a bit racist. No, not racist. How's <laughs> that racist? <laughs> no, like people, monkeys. I don't think that's cool. It's true. Russo was from the 1800s. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I think... He was from the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, 1800. he was at the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the 1800s, they didn't invent planes. That's why they didn't go on no planes <laughs> for. Um, but yeah, no. Ca- sorry, carry on. I interrupted you. Uh, I think people were better when they were beasts. Why? Because they didn't have to spend all that time on podcasts. I spend like a lot of my time. There's never been an animal on a podcast. I. Uh, uh, sorry, did we never listen to this podcast? Because I've heard there was a dog on here once. The uh, jury's still out on that. Jury's still out on that. I don't. I'm not convinced that was a dog. Um, but. Well, it sounded like a dog to me. Oops! They're so? coming to get you. <laughs> um. You? I, 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 I don't, I don't know. We will never, probably never know for sure whether that was a dog or a person. But I, I, I <laughs> wait. Who is this? What was that? That was a, a episode um, where we discussed uh, with Steve Cohen. They brought his um, dog producer on. Oh, Abnam. Not no, Abnam. It was, it was uh, r- Ruffalo the Ruffalo. Ruffalo the Ruffalo. That's right. Um, um, look, let's not get. We can't. We, look, I, I, I don't want to get too bogged down, down in yeah. mythology. Okay, I don't want to get too bogged down in podcast mythology. I want. To, I want to elaborate more on Dan's point about like whether it's better to be more of an animal because I guess you're. I guess the point you raise is that you won't have to be on podcasts. But I guess the more broader um, uh, point you're raising is that you are free and more liberated in a way mm. that human beings are not. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know if that necessarily means that you're happy because like, to, to be an animal is also to not be aware. Um, and yeah, like a dog. Yeah. To be aware of life. I don't know, that yeah, dog sounded quite aware yeah, of the podcast. Very, okay, let's not go back to the mythology. It's a very speciesist uh, sentiment you got there. Why other animals don't have... Consciousness or awareness? I don't think they experience life in the same way that human beings do. So you're saying that the life experience of a clam isn't as in-depth or well-developed as that of us? No, absolutely not. Because clams don't create literature, clams don't create art. They might do, you just, you're not, you haven't got the sensory aspect. Yeah, you just don't have the ability to... Yeah. Have, you spoke, okay. have you spoken to a clam? No, yeah. they don't. But then clams cam- have legs. Also, well. clams don't have central nervous systems. Hey, they, they've got. Have you heard about the octopuses? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, who have that underground uh, city? 
They have an underground city. Mm. Yeah, Was Google it? it. Okay. Well, no, I don't think I have time at the moment, but I'll take your word for it. So if they have, so octopuses are <laughs> meant to be very intelligent. I'm not saying that they're not, but like intelligence itself is a burden. Um, consciousness should, is a burden. They should set the new uh, GTA. The in Octopus City, City downstairs. Okay. <laughs> and you're just one man with guns running around. <laughs> Millions of octopuses, like... There's no cars. Cr- no cars, <laughs> no cars to steal. You can just shoot at the old octopus. But you, you can't communicate with anyone. Go up. Isn't that what happens? <laughs> yeah. You can't really call it Grand Theft Auto if there's no cars in there, though. You call no, it Grand, Grand Theft Octopus. It's like Grand Call of Duty. Like Grand Theft Pedo, because you can steal their legs. Can I just say? Can I just say that like your suggestions were for the uh, pun name of Grand Theft Auto were Grand Theft Octopus and Grand Theft Pedo? <laughs> no, that's terrible. Pedo. That's really bad. You, Pedo. First of all, you could have just stopped at Octo. Like, like Grand Theft Octopus. Like, come on, come on, get together, people. All right, like fair enough. I will accept that certain animals do have consciousness, but human beings are the best. Come on, we are the best. Yeah, man. We're no, the best. I think. You need to read it's Peter racist. Singer's uh, on on liberty. Yeah, yeah. what does Peter Singer say? <laughs> In on liberty, he says that. He says octopuses are great. That's John Stewart. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what? That was a good joke. That deserves a song. That deserves a song. Okay, I'll quick. It takes fifteen minutes to get the sound up. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also you need to read Mar- Marlo Marlo Baumstein's um, in in a new world mm-hmm. where he talks about how maybe clams and octopuses are much more good than us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and what is the what is the uh, basis of this supposition? Well, it all started in in Kreuzberg. <laughs> Yep. Carry on. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Yeah. The basis like, is that, like, I mean, it was. It all began. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, it all like, began in Kreuzberg. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's in um Berlin. So uh, oh, wait, I'm just gonna pull up in the sixties. So, so who's the writer again? Baumstein. Baumstein. Uh, no, Marlo. Marlo Baumstein. Baumstein in the New World. Okay, let me just pull up a copy of his book here. Marlo. Yep, in the New World by Marlo Baumstein, chapter one. It began in Kreuzberg. Oh, and the rest of the book is blank. Yeah, but if <laughs> you look it. at the blurb, <laughs> look, turn it over. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all the blocks in the blurb. Yeah. The, the books Sorry, the blocks the blurb. are in the blurb. <laughs> the blocks are in the blurb. <laughs> Wait, that deserves a zone. <laughs> Perfect. Finally. Perfect. Nailed it. Sorry, what does the blurb say? Um, that clams and octopuses are better than us. That's a Why? Big, Why are they better than us? It's, well, you got to read the blurb. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point, but not one that's made by the book. That was literally made by you right there. Oh my God, have you guys heard about Dolphin House? No. Oh my, Harren, you'd love this. What's Dolphin House? The woman, right. How do you know Harren would love this? Exactly. Wait, I'll tell you why. So this woman who was working for NASA, Uh uh, she was working in their dolphin place where they were doing dolphin uh, research. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she... They were going to close it down, so she said, hey, put all the dolphins in my house. And they dug out the lower bit of her house, 
and turned it into a pool. And the dolphins lived in the pool in her house, and she had to wank off the male dolphin every day. Oh, I actually have heard about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually similar to. Aaron a, has it. He loves it. It's very. Yeah, I see. It's actually it's very really similar to a, a short story I wrote. Actually, it's available on the internet. Um, except instead of a dolphin, it's an orangutan. Um, and instead of a woman, it's Clint Eastwood. Instead of like um, wanking off, well, goes down the orangutan. Uh, I call it uh, every which way but loose. And if you look under the name Orangutan Lover 69, you'll find it. I'm very proud of it. I've, it's my port noise complaint, if you will. Uh, it's a, it's, it's an in-depth look into the psyche of a man who just finds it interesting when Clint Eastwood goes down on private. Oh, so the book's about the man who finds Clint Eastwood. No, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's about the guy watching it. It's, it's about this guy who's watching this it's all like take place. It's like Kelly's trapped in the closet yeah. yes. for orangutans. Yeah, it's like, um, it's then a story that was... you love the orangutan? I've heard it enough times in your fucking podcast. It's an orangutan. Orangutan. I will say it's rant, not rant. Orang, orangutan. you got to put some stank on it like, uh, when you say it. Um, yeah. But no, this is the... Like, Look... I think, but I really think, do think that Baumstein has a point here. Mm. Right. And it did start in Kreuzberg in the 1960s. So, and you can't really debate that. Uh, you know what I mean? Is that that's just objectively true? Okay. So, so if it, when it comes to clams, uh, mussels, uh, who have zero arms. Yeah. And octopuses, how many? Eight. Eight. Actually, uh, mussels have one yeah, foot. Yeah, they have a foot, don't they? Well, that's the thing. Is so that, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Arms. Are you saying? Are you saying being better can, is all predicated on the limb number? Yeah. So what? It's so like what, George Orwell. So, so, so clams two, two and back. oysters have only got one foot. Yeah. So we're better than clams and oysters because we've got like two legs. Yeah, but it's about synergy. No, it's not. It's not. It's just, that's just ah oh, ah. Oh, it's, oh. it's like a U-shaped you're curve. Mate. Like if you've got two or fewer oh. legs, then you're better. Okay. So what about a man with right. only one leg? Yeah, he's better. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's okay. doing well. What about a man of zero legs? Well, yeah. now we're talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're talking about a, a torso, essentially. The best person in the world is essentially a torso. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Have you ever seen the, that, that guy who lost his arms and legs? Oh, someone's dying in there. Um, the guy who lost his arms and legs and now he does motivational speeches no, for, for kids. What, what, what does he motivate them into doing? Living their life. Oh, uh, not... Getting, As opposed to not, not getting, not getting yeah. dying. <laughs> what not getting not not getting rid of all their arms and legs because that's better. And no, like, yeah, we're basically the best. We're, we're, what we're, he we're does the best. is he's really happy. <laughs> they just wheel out this guy who's got no arms and legs, and so they're like, "I'm better than you, kids." And you know why? Because I lost my arms and legs, huh? Who's brave enough to follow my example? You, you, chop off your arms and legs. Yeah. You help him. Who's the best character in Forrest Gump? Yeah, Lieutenant. Is that? Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh, wow. Why is that? Yeah. Oh, Forrest Gump's the best character. No, he's not. The, he's, no, not he's, the best not. Character. he's a moron. <laughs> he's a moron who doesn't even know how to eat chocolate. Yeah, exactly. He's the title character. Yeah, exactly. Every it, title character about... is the best character. Like Harry Potter's the best character in Harry Potter. Is Jaws the best character in Jaws? Yes. Well, eh, eh, Jaws doesn't exist. That's not. They don't even call the shark. <laughs> India, Jaws. go back to school. <laughs> this is Learn about Jaws. <laughs> it's not even about the Bond villain. It doesn't make sense. 
I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 it's, a, it's an interesting argument you placed there, but I still think humans are best. Humans are best. And I think Porto's complaint is a great example of why humans are the best because they're complicated, uh, conflicted, tormented beings who seem to be thrown into existence having no sort of like choice in the matter. And we've got to muddle our way through it. Um, I, I guess like, um, the, the use of the, uh, the monologue in this book. Is uh, is an interesting one to me because it, uh, it's the best. It's very direct, isn't it? It's almost as good as a clam. Mm. Clams aren't books, though. You could read a clam like a book. You, you could, could open, open a clam. clam. And if you found words within the clam, you got. Tin looks so sad right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like I can't believe I'm having to argue that like I'm humans are better than clams. Um, Look, let's take a vote and then move on. How about that? We don't mention no, it again. No, this isn't democracy. I don't think I refuse because I know okay, how this vote will go. Okay, everybody else but Chin, take a vote. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> All those who say that clams are the best, I... Four out of four wins it. Okay, fine. So let's stop talking about um What about, what about the listeners at home? Listeners, if you think that clams are better than humans, don't write in. <laughs> if you think humans win and clams can suck it, then write in and tell me. Why do you want a clam to suck your dick? I didn't say. <laughs> well, oh, I never even thought about it. Before, well, look, uh, you raised well, a very interesting point. Well, how many emails have you got now? You should check your email. It's not, it hasn't gone out live, so like it doesn't make any. It's, well, there's zero emails. It's true. That means that zero, it, uh, that means that out of the seven billion possible people in the world that that could have voted in this. Seven billion. No, not all of them have access to podcast listening. Mm. Okay, so five billion. Only two billion don't. Yeah, but you got minus the four for us. Mm. Two bi- five billion minus <laughs> minus four. Yeah. Or five, I guess. Yeah, because chips are Yeah. yeah. But and he doesn't a... want to be part of this vote. I don't. I don't. And bus drivers shouldn't be listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, on their job. And lawyers, when they're in court, probably shouldn't be listening to podcasts. <laughs> and all the soldiers. And basketball players, too. What about football players? Ah, uh, that's fine. Teachers? Teachers. They can listen to podcasts as long as it's under their desk. Nurses? Nurses can as long as there's no one around them. Uh, Accent coaches? Accent coaches (laughs) probably should listen to podcasts, I think, but but they might not. (coughs) Oh, Oh, you're right there. Oh, it's these jazz cigarettes. (laughs) You've had literally (laughs) 20 cigarettes in the short time that we've been here. Oh, they're so good, though. Are we done? <laughs> all the people uh, that can listen to the podcast. Hold on, hold on. Just let me... <coughs> okay, all right. Um, can we move it slightly back to the book? Um, I want to ask a question about the uh, framing device of the book, which is a, uh, a therapy session. Have any of you been in therapy before? Yeah. Yeah? I... Did you find it was accurate to the therapeutic process? No. Why? What happens in your therapy session? It went on fire. Wait, so you're saying that the um, Miley Cyrus video, you watched it whilst in therapy, your psychiatrist was the one that was on fire and submitted you to electroshock therapy and then said, watch this video of Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. Yeah, what are you receiving therapy for, if, I'm, if you don't mind talking about it? I'm trying to cut down on carbs. <laughs> do you eat carbs? I've confessed I've never seen you eat a carb. <laughs> Yeah, I do it all in secret under the table. Oh, you're one of them secret eaters, like me. What do you secretly eat, Tom? Oh, I secretly eat Jaffa cakes. Oh, and well, the penis. secret. 
Is that one of your signatures? I do like. Well, when you say eat penis, do you mean in a sexual way or do you mean like that German cannibal? Yeah. But that was sexual. It, it was a joke. Yeah. It was a uh, sexual innuendo. It wasn't really an innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Who's the who's the pro comedian here and who's not? It's very true. true. It's very true. It's I, always fair who gets to be a pro comedian, though. Uh, I think oh. it is. When did you become a comedian, Tom? 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me? What is that supposed to mean? Well, it was just easier then, wasn't it, to get on the pro circuit? So you're saying, as a sexually fluid young man... Oh, talking about sexual fluids. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. I've got to do this uh, thing. Um... Is this happening on the podcast or is this? It's, it's, I never got to finish my sentence. <laughs> it doesn't very, matter. It doesn't very, matter very rude of you. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, mine doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's rewind to where we were. <laughs> that wasn't rewind. That was this is rewind. I prefer the other one. Yeah, that goes on way too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um. So, as you were saying about your comedic career, about it's sexual too fluids. No, I don't want to talk about it now. Are you sure? The, the moments pass. It's not. It's not. You know. It's just. You know. I can't deal with this sort of rudeness from young men like you. Me? Yes, you. Why? Because you interrupted me for something I which seemed very, you. very unimportant. Remember, we're talking about mental illness and therapy. It's, yeah, it's my quite life. important. You yeah. been in therapy, Tom? Yeah. Quite yes. Like. Okay. What kind of? Therapy. It's normal. 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 Normal therapy. Damn, son. You just hit with the wow effect. Man. <laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought you were talking about somebody. Do you know what? Shall I leave? Shall I leave? Do you want me to leave? Oh, come on, Tom. <laughs> come on, Tom. No, this is not Tom funny. He's got... He's, have a sense of humour. No, yeah. no. I'm, I'm sorry, but I oh, am a very important Tom. stand-up... <laughs> I'm a very oh. <laughs> yes. Come on, it's got Daru. <laughs> oh Tom, come on man. I left my jazz cigarette tip, and I'm not coming back, you Tom, bastard. Tom, Tom. What? Tommy. Come on, we, 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 we're just playing with you. We're just playing with look, you. Look at me. I am looking at you. You disgust me. What? That's very rude. Well, you all disgust me, you pathetic excuses for stand-up comedians. Oh, wow. I think we've been... Not a stand-up comedian, actually. Oh, well, the rest of them. Yeah, it's true. I mean, allegedly. Um, actually, I was going to raise this point with you because um, some people have said uh, that uh, Portner's complaint is uh, really influential on a lot of um, sound comedy, uh, which is uh, especially the, the male American sound comedy of the 20th century. I'm thinking of people like... Uh, uh, Chelsea. <coughs> oh. Sorry. It, it, this fell out. One of your teeth fell out. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I was thinking people like um. Lewis. Sorry, is anyone else want to talk? Don't. No, I'm fine for now. Thanks. Chin's been doing a lot of that. Yeah. But oh, fine, fine. Just talk, Chin. I forgive you. Okay, I want to um delve into uh, a major part of uh, Portnoy's complaint now. Um, I'm talking about the uh, question of Jewish identity. Now, Josh, 
We're all looking at you, mate. Josh, you are an expert in this field. I did, am, am. But I know that you don't you don't like to talk about your faith. I don't uh, like it. It's a private thing with you. It's a private, private thing. thing. Um, you don't really mention it that much on the podcast. I, I don't mention it that much it. on the podcast. No, I don't think I've ever even heard that you were Jewish. Yeah. But how did you become Jewish? Yeah. That was my second. Yeah. That was my follow-up <laughs> yeah. question. But more importantly, like, and how did that affect your reading of this book? Well, it made me feel guilty. Oh, that's uh, it. Made me. That's feel... kind of Catholic, isn't it? Yeah, but well, like, what are Catholics if not just like Jews without the hats? Some Catholics <laughs> do wear hats. Though, hats don't they? being foreskin. Yeah, the penal hat, as we, as we refer to it in um, Judaism. Uh, but yes, I thought the Judaism in this book came through shining in its eternal glory in the light of the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit. And I thought it was really good that they weren't like talking so much about stars what, the, 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 like David Bowie they, talk about stars, they didn't talk much about David Bowie and I thought that was really good because that has nothing to do with it it's weird how most books mention David Bowie like even books before he was born yeah like the Bible. Like the Bible. And, and then David Bowie came and said, Oh, hello, it's me. And then he, then he went away. <laughs> Kills a Goliath. That's this right at the beginning as well. Was that yeah. said, Let them alight. And then David Bowie said, Oh, hello. Oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> Is that David Bowie? Hello, it's me, David Bowie. Oh, remember me on Mary Poppins. Shim, shimini, shim, shimini, shim, shim, shirree. That's my favourite David Bowie song. Yeah, I love that song. I love that one. It's um, yeah, the, I don't know, Chin. What, I mean, I, I suppose for me, it's a different, it's a very personal thing. But I'm curious to know what what the others might have thought of Judaism looking in from the outside, like the Jewish uh, elements of the story. Oh, that... he's flipped yeah. it on us. He's well, flipped I think it on he's us. Complaining to the stereotypes. He's, I mean, it's called Portnoy's complaint. Yeah, Jewish people just complain the whole time. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's a kind of Woody Allen trope, isn't it? Some kind of it's true. Oh, oh I love that Woody York. Allen movie. Remember that Woody Allen movie? Like, <laughs> Manhattan? What's your favourite Woody Allen joke? My favourite Woody Allen joke is... No, but in Annie Hall, he just complains. Like, oh no, she's not going to... Do you know who's really funny? Yeah. Jackie Mason. You remember that Jackie Mason joke? <laughs> Traditional Jewish comedy. I love it. I love that Jewish humour. It's so good. It's originally so good. Jewish humour. They would uh, kidnap their comedians and bind their heads with uh, burlap sacks. <laughs> they'd have to do the comedy yeah. from the burlap sack. Yeah, it's, it's very true. It's very true. I'm trying to think of other... Like, what's my favourite? Mel Brooks? Like, who, who doesn't love... Melanie like, Brooks, like, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't love Spaceballs? Like, <laughs> <laughs> If Mel Brooks was a new comedian starting out today, he'd call his Edinburgh first hour Babbling Brooks. Would he? I think he'd be a good name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would. <laughs> I don't think he would. I don't think he'd actually go to Edinburgh because he's not really com- he's not really a stand-up comedy okay. as much as if he is. If Mel like... Brooks was a stand-up comedian uh, <laughs> if Mel Brooks working was... in England today and he was doing his debut first hour, he could call his debut first hour Babbling Brooks. Why couldn't it just have been like, if there was a person out there with a the surname Brooks, they could easily have done that with their Yeah, name. that's true. Maybe you should tell Jordan Brooks about that. Jordan Brooks, yes. Jordan Brooks done a show called Babbling Brooks. No. Yeah. Also, a few notes for you, Jordan. Right? When you have you considered becoming a Jewish 
Because then you could deliver all your jokes like this. <laughs> oh, I love that, oh, that really me. is such a good Woody Allen impression. I, I, I've worked very hard on that. I've been a super fan of his for ages. Uh, well, not ages. Only yeah. since last year. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that Portnoy should have been more Jewish, though. How could he mm. be more Jewish? I don't think he was, it was religious enough. Oh. I mean, when I was reading it the whole time, I was like, oh, you can't do that. Such as? Liver. Isn't living on kosher? Well, no, it's got to make sure it's from the right sources. <laughs> okay. What is the right source? Menachem's Butchers. Mm-hmm. You could do a Jewish butcher, a nice Jewish butcher, and get it from there. And it can't have come into contact with anyone who's not Jewish. Is that true? Oh. That's true. What if they... Are you questioning the Jew? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm asking... I am the Jew! <laughs> I'm asking questions of him. I wouldn't say I'm questioning him. I don't know, man. I don't know. It sounds like you, you, you were sounds that like you sounds were doubting pretty anti-Semitic. A little bit. A little bit. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm just anti-Semantics. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's also kind of well, anti-Semitic. We're making light of anti-Semitism. Exactly. That's really anti-Semitic. Yeah. Like, um, making puns Well, let's move on past this dark chapter in faking lit history mm-hmm. um, and talk more about our reactions to the Judaism with importance complaint with a little bit of sensitivity everyone Harren. yeah can you guys be sensitive on me yeah Harren, what how did you I mean, you said that the, there's a lot of complaining I mean essentially the book does take the form of a gigantic rant um, <laughs> <laughs> yes rant yes yeah rant <laughs> uh, yeah I mean obviously some of the Jewish bits helps the fact that he was circumcised meant that his foreskin didn't catch in the liver <laughs> foreskin or liver Foreskin. Yeah. Is that an occupational hazard, do you think? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because you, 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 you speak from personal experience? Uh, yes. All right. I, I fucked a liver. You with, fucked a liver. With some onions. With some onions, <laughs> yeah. I watched um, Silence of the Lambs and... And you missed <laughs> the point of <laughs> what kind of work it actually I does. I fucked some liver with some onions. Is that your Hannibal Lecter friend? And a glass of Al Pacino's. Wait, Hannibal Lecter, is he Jewish? In which case, you're ready. I don't think you've understood the Silence of the Lambs film. I don't think... Because at no point does Hannibal Lecter say he wants to have sex with these things. And the whole point is that he's called Hannibal the Cannibal. It's a clue in his name. Like, he's not Hannibal the liver fucker. Like, what else could have Hannibal been that rem- uh, rhymes with his name? Nothing. Moving on. <laughs> Tom, what did you think about the... Uh, how do you react to the uh, questions of faith and Jewish identity within the well, complaint? Well, so... You uh, must say they're blooming. Mm. Uh, Are you? Well, I'm not. Oh. My father was very lapsed, so we don't really do anything... I, I, well, and also, and they pass down the matrilineal, like um. But my uh, cousins are Jewish. Oh, okay. Yeah. How are they? Fine. Huh? What What do they normally complain about? Um. Oh well. Jeremy Corbyn. The rain. It rains a lot in the north. Oh yeah, no, it does. Is that it? Um, yeah. Oh, they always complain about the rain. Okay. It's, it's okay. like they're like in the north. They're like. But earlier we were talking about clams. They're like clams in the north. They're simple creatures. So they've only got to... Because they don't have complicated lives to complain about, so they just complain about the weather and stuff. Sorry, I just zoned out and started <laughs> talking. Wow. You got zung. Yeah, I did get zung. Are clams kosher? No. No, no they're shellfish. They're bottom dwellers. And as a Jew... <laughs> <laughs> yeah! 
Oh, very funny. That's <laughs> I know, I know, right? Pure anti-Semitism. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's what made you laugh. Oh, I'm this sorry. This is I'm anti-Semitism. Gonna... <laughs> I'm going to report you to the anti Oh, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Um, I'd, I'd really like it if you. I'd really like it if you didn't report us for anti-Semitism. I can't not. Why? I can't not 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 either. But, but we're friends. We're friends, but. The anti-Jeremy Corbyn um, Security League is the best of the best in maintaining 0% anti-Semitism. Okay, alright. So, And that's because of the report rate, I guess. You, well, we just basically complain about everything whenever there's Jeremy Corbyn. So you, whenever okay. there's Jeremy Corbyn, you complain. <laughs> like you whenever. say that, Jeremy Corbyn, without saying what an anti-Semite <laughs> What is it that the Jewish people... I'm calling them. <coughs> oh, sorry, these jazz cigarettes. <laughs> he stopped smoking so many cigarettes. I can't see anyone. Right. Okay, oh, so... it's fabulous, isn't it? Okay, so we, we, we... Okay, before we get reports for anti-Semitism, I just want to draw a close over the whole question of Jewish identity. I don't feel that we've actually gotten to grips with what um, uh, Portland's complaint has to say about the, the Jewish mindset, especially a book written in 1969, post-World War II, post-Holocaust, um, the twin sort of like uh, 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 burdens of history, Jewish history, and like growing up with the guilt of, of with a weird sort of inherited survivor's guilt, uh, the, the traditional guilt of a son um, um, who feels beholden to his mother, and um, the guilt that it manifests itself through um, the sexual longings that he wants to act upon but feels ashamed of. I mean, this is a book essentially which is, is about expurgation or confession of all these sorts of hang-ups, neuroses that Portnoy feels that, um, and, and how powerless he feels. Um, and it does feel, does it come across as a bit, <laughs> okay, does it come across as a bit whiny? Well, I, I would say it's not a Jewish book if it isn't. Again, like I'm um, going back to the whole complainy aspect of Jewish culture. Yeah. Okay. But so you're are you saying this one bloke's uh, experience is symptomatic of every Jew in the Western society? Yeah, it yeah, sounds so a bit like I should get on the phone to the anti-Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Security. Well, no, no. It's, 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 no, this is exactly, no, exactly this the is same problem the... we had in the Labour Party, where people conflate Judaism with Zionism. Okay. And Israel, and... No, this is a very interesting point yeah. because, like, I'm I. I, I... Because Portnoy is um, presented as a sort of like a weird everyman like um, figure, uh, and a lot of his compl- a lot of his um, uh, confessions, yeah, they are specific to his experiences. But I think the broader point that um, Roth is trying to make with the book is that there is a universality, not just because of the Jewish aspect, but because of the whole sexual nature of these confessions. The idea that you are constantly, um, at, well, the average man might be at war with himself. The idea that like um, they want to fuck some liver. They might well, yeah. just the idea that you constantly want to have sex, but also you don't act upon a lot of your like um urges. Mm. You're kind kind of constantly holding yourself in check. Um, and uh, like Portland's complaint, the actual disorder identified is where you're altruistic and you'll need to live and function in society is constantly at war with your base like mm. nature. So this mm. is like, that's a universal aspect. I don't think it's necessarily like a, a completely um, unique to Jewish people, although the Jewish um, uh, aspect of uh, Portland's identity is bound up with the guilt of World War II and the Holocaust and family ties. Um, the idea that like he has to marry a nice Jewish girl, but he's not attracted to like a lot of Jewish girls because they remind him too much of his own family, his mother and his sister. 
So he mm-hmm. ends up like chasing after women who um, I guess would be described in your world. Shiksa princesses. Shiksas. Um, like what um, does that word mean? You, Dan, you know your girlfriend Alice. Yeah, I know. She's a bit of a shiksa. Oh. What well, what does that what mean? Goddamn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> in Judaism, we hate anyone that's not Jewish. So... Um, Ta- oh, can you pass on a message to I her? I will do. I'll text it to her now. Can you text her to say, fuck you, you non-Jew? <laughs> text that to her now. To make sure it... Write in brackets. That was meant to rhyme. Yep. Uh, <laughs> send that. Oh, she's replied. <laughs> So she replies, a gunfire. <laughs> yeah. And electricity. <laughs> well, I think uh, I need the right to defend myself and will therefore buy her house and turn it into a concrete bunker. <laughs> the, 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 it's a Jewish <laughs> way. The purest form of revenge you can possibly have. I guess I want to I wanna bring this... I'm, we're kind of drawing to the close about the general sort of the themes of the book. I, I'm, we talked about how universal this book feels as for, for us as men. Um, I, I guess I want to go around the table and say, like, did, this, man! did, did you feel that though? Did you feel like, um, that you, there was a lot to sort of like take on board and you found this something like, I found myself thinking like, oh, reminds me of my teenage years. Like that sort of desperation. But you're not Jewish. I am not Jewish. Are you culturally like, appropriating my book? Um, am I, is it possible to culturally appropriate masturbation? Yes. Yeah. It's in the book written yeah. by a Jewish guy yeah, about every- Jewish. So. Masturbation, isn't it? I yeah. just claim everything like sandwiches are a core part of my culture. And whenever I see anyone eating a sandwich, I claim that they are culturally, culturally appropriating. Sandwiches. You, you have the you have full license to smack it out of their hand if you yeah. ever if you go and stand in prep. And whenever anyone <laughs> buys a sandwich, just knock it out of their hand and go, that's my, my, my culture is not your sandwich. <laughs> I just, I've got a microculture. It's a microculture of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. But when was it they put their own food in the, sand, in the middle of the sandwich? Yeah, if they did like... Huh? If they like put, put like... Putting, putting, putting food between two bits of bread is yeah. my culture. <laughs> and anyone who eats a sandwich yeah. is contravening that. Okay. Well, that's fair. I, I I will make sure that I don't do that again. Thanks. Man. I think that's really. I find that respectful. I also find socks socks in my culture. Anyone okay. Wearing socks, I find them irritating. Oh, what? You don't I like take socks. the socks off. Yeah, you do. Oh. Otherwise, you're not part of the same culture. No, it's a microculture. Okay. He said it was only one person. <laughs> Just him. Yeah, I guess. Um... Well, being cool is my microculture. <laughs> <laughs> Shame none of you are appropriating it. Wait, 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 wait. Can we get, can we get dueling? Um, um... How about this? Laser sound four. <laughs> That's what I did before. Oh, oh, baby, oh, yeah. He's gone way too long. <laughs> um, but yes, okay. I, this doesn't answer my question though. Did you? Um, I guess we can see segue into like our thoughts on the book. Did you find this a relatable book? Do you think it's still feels relevant today um, is it a good book people still have sex don't they yeah I've not necessarily that. pieces of liver though no not necessarily but sometimes uh, I imagine that's happened I imagine that's happening right now sex someone's happening sex of a liver mm, right at this possibly, very possibly possibly so I think it does still relevant it's constantly relevant okay do you feel I, I mean would, I, so did you like this book did you would yeah you I enjoyed it? it quite a lot what's your best bit of it uh 
I'll read it the best bit out yeah. right now. The best bit is where she asked, did he learn something like that? Shh, there's more. Why did you like that? The mystery. I liked the use of the word shh. Okay. Because it's quite rare in a book you hear the word shh. No, it's quite common. It's quite it was common. onomatopoeic. It's onomatopoeic. Yeah. Mm. It's quite common. But um, interesting choice there. Um, they speak to you as part of your microculture. There's no, there's no uh, urine play in the book because that'd be on a matter, on a mattress pee sick. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for that, Dan. Um, Karen, like, what about you? Do you think? This what, is what, what about you, mate? <laughs> 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 what about you? All right, all right, all right, all right. What did you think of the book? Um, and do you think it's relatable? And what was your favourite part? No, it's not relatable. Who wants to fuck them up? Nobody wants to do that. Uh, you want to fuck your mum? Huh? No, well, yeah, I've seen your mum. No wonder nobody wants to fuck your mum. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, she's mom. a trash bag. She, she, she's dead. So, uh, like, Let, uh, people who are dead are trash. Okay. I've, I've, I've maintained this. What, you like, recyclable trash because they'll get. Just throw them away. Yeah, just throw them away. Yeah. Just dump them in the trash like the trash they are. God, okay, <laughs> Have you ever been to a tea family uh, funeral? <laughs> so much fun. They're so very fun. nonchalant about it. Really, really. They're just like, Dad's dead. Throw him in the bin. Yep. You don't. There's no funeral. Like if you, you go to a tea family funeral, it's just being there while the person dies. Yeah. Get a friend. <laughs> well, no, no. Literally, word for word, what it was like. Dad's dead. Who? Oh, you mean that trash? <laughs> Chuck it out. <laughs> In the bin. <laughs> and then you, know, you have, that's why you've got so much problems with the bin men around the uh, <laughs> yeah. tea area. Yeah. 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 Strange <laughs> spells of elderly people. Because <laughs> the bin men are like, this is not our job. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you should call the funeral directors. Like, what? No. What? That costs Jim's money. constantly arguing with Camden Council about, about no, it, I, what do you mean it's a dead body? It's not a dead body. No, it, it's trash. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, have you thought about cremation? So like, No. No, because Why like, would you I cremate? don't. I don't burn trash. I put it in the bin Why where would, it belongs, and that is trash. Why would you cremate a petty falud tube? Oh, that's a very that's exactly my point. Exactly. Do you know how bad for the environment it is if you burn rubbish? I don't burn rubbish. I put it in the bin where it belongs. And also, if you were to burn any members of Chin's family, it would be very bad for the environment because they'll wear vinyl bodysuits. <laughs> all the time so that would be like burning plastic which would be really bad for the environment no I mean why would you throw out a perfectly good vinyl bodysuit mm, exactly. why would you put it Why? I mean why would you put trash in a vinyl bodysuit no take the vinyl bodysuit off the trash he peels it off keep the that <laughs> and then throw the rest of the garbage away oh so is the vinyl bodysuit the vinyl bodysuit still has use yeah it's true why would, it's a perfectly good vinyl bodysuit I've got so many vinyl bodysuits right, that were a, previously occupied by trash. Shin, is your house like when you were growing up, it's just all of the like cupboards were just filled with like the same vinyl bodysuit? Because mm -hmm. in everyone's cupboard, you just have like eight different yep. vinyl bodysuits <laughs> yep. hanging yep. On, on hangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have one for every day of the week. Um, and um, they're a bit... I don't like to the wear... Days across yeah. the I don't, I don't <laughs> like to wear them in summer usually, but you know, sometimes, sometimes I might feel like... Uh, uh, and then one day, you know, like the, the cycle will continue and one day I will become trash myself. Uh, Guys, I think the Jeremy Corbyn, uh, the anti-Jeremy Corbyn uh, Security League are arriving soon. Oh. oh yeah, they said they're coming bad. up the That's stairs. too bad. Well, I, I have a secret <coughs> weapon. Oh, sorry. I have a secret weapon. It's called a door. The door. Oh, yeah. They've knocked on it. Nope. Hello? <laughs> We're here to get you. Okay, everybody. We're going to get you. 
<laughs> That's right, you're all trash now! You're all trash! Take that! Chin, you just killed the anti-Jeremy Corbyn security. No, nope, I just took out the rubbish. <laughs> Trying to take out those babies. Took out the trash. Um, Whoa, I didn't see that coming. That was pretty anti-Semitic of you. Was it? Is it? I, I can't be anti-Semitic because all I did was dispose of the garbage. <laughs> Quickly, take off those um those um take off the uh, skull caps off that trash. That's a perfectly good skull cap on <laughs> that piece of garbage. Oh. <laughs> Should we do notes? Yeah. <laughs> Part of me really likes that you're the one who did that yeah. because normally I would normally be comfortable with murdering lots of people, but yeah. I haven't heard everybody's um, viewpoints yet um, on this book. I guess you liked it. Is it a unanimous decision? decision? Tom, did you like that, the, this book? Oh, me! Yes, you, Sorry, Tom. Sorry, I'm just these jazz... These jazz, these jazz cigarettes. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. They really have sort of taken me out of it a bit today. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. Yeah, really funny. But, I mean, it's not inspired me as a comedian because obviously I'm a surreal, sexually fluid innuendo guy. Mmm, sexually fluid. What's the most surreal innuendo you've ever ever told? Yeah. I told you, I was going to put, use my penis as a microphone. It's pretty surreal, yeah. It's not really an innuendo, is That's it? That's just putting it <laughs> Yeah, because I say, oh, sorry, say it louder into the dike, the dick. Oh, sorry, the mic. Yeah. Ah, or did I? So, did I? Also, I'm refusing to let you leave this room once you've spoken into my microphone. That's a good one. Oh no, it's not working very well. Put your lips to it. <laughs> what What did Steve Bennett say about it? Who? Uh, Steve Bennett from Chortle. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, all right, okay. Well. Well, he gave you a two-star review. I, I, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it, 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 to be fair, though, it does read like a one. <sighs> Look, I don't want to talk about it. Do you want me to leave again? No, no, we don't need want that. This episode's going long enough already. Mm. Um, I, I need to get everybody's like quorum up. So we had like what three what three positive reviews? Josh, positive, negative. What's your favorite part? What's like no, I'm afraid it's a nego for me. Nego. Mm. I'm negoing it. Okay. What, what did I you like knee, about me? As in my knee. Yeah. Connecting to your tailbone. Yeah. My my thigh to my my shin. Yeah. I'm knee going it. I'm go knee go knee. Okay, so you don't like this book. What didn't you like about this book? It wasn't Jewish enough. <laughs> Whoa, okay. I felt, uh, you know, if if I would have done it, it would have been a whole lot Jewisher. How many times more Jewish? At least six. Okay. Seems like a very harsh criticism of this book. Um, you, you are realize you do realize that Philip Roth recently became trash. Yeah, well, you need to you need to be able to critique like uh, Jewish people, especially if you're Jewish yourself. Okay, fair enough. I mean, like, I guess you're in a better position than all of us to make that sort of judgment. So we've got like, um, I, I'm going to go with a positive review. I like this book. I love Racist. this book. I think it's very important. I think it's an important piece of you're, work. You're just pandering to the Jew- to the Jewish community. Mm. Yeah, well, no, I I I, I make no. I don't pretend it. that I um that I. Uh, Never pander to uh, um, minorities. I love pandering to minorities. I am yeah. one. But you, you just killed four Jewish people. No, nope, I shot them. No, nope, I took out the garbage. And now, <laughs> I, I, still I, and also, and also, I added out. to my menorah collection. So, okay. Oh my! 
Um, so it's a big thumbs up from me, and also a uh, a, a, a big sort of like um a, a big I love you to the Jewish community as well. Um, but like not every book is perfect. Um, we can always make uh improvements to it. Um, in this section we call notes. Although actually, now that I come to think of it. I don't think I'm going to do notes for this episode. I'm going to do something a little bit different. Because of the fact this is a, uh, I guess, special tribute episode. Um, Port Nose Complaint is a fictitious uh, psychological um, disorder named after the uh, eponymous character of uh, Portnoy in the book. But um, as we all know, like a lot of actual real-life diseases take their names from fictitious characters. So I'm going to play a game with you now, which I call Real or Fake Diseases. Fake. Fake. Fake, fake, fake. To, um, fake. Read out. The first one's fake. Chinese restaurant syndrome. The... Nope. Nope. Fake. Oh, come on. Just give him a chance. <laughs> Hold on a second. Never thought I'd be saying that, but yeah. give him a chance. I'm going to read out some uh, uh, disorders, and you're going to tell me whether they're real or fake. Do we buzz okay. in? Um, I'll go around. I'll go around. Um, so, Huckleberry Finn syndrome. Fake. Josh says fake. Are you going to elaborate on it at all? No. I'm just going to name the name, and they'll oh, tell whatever. you whether it's real or fake. not. Fake. 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 Real. Real. It is... Real, yeah, and obviously no. named after um the. I don't want to play this anymore. Character. I'm I'm not playing. I'm I'm sitting. Hold on, hold on. You oh, might get it right. Tom, you might get the next one right. On. No, no. You guys continue. I'm not playing anymore. I'll okay, you'll be back. Okay, next one. <laughs> so it's real. I hope you're all keeping score by the way, because I'm not. Uh, James Bond <laughs> complex. Fake, fake, fake. It's fake. Yeah. You're yes. absolutely correct. Two, one. Okay, Miss Havisham syndrome. Fake. Uh, I would say real. Okay. Yes. It's real. Yes. yes. Also known <laughs> as not you. you got that. You got, you got that, son. <laughs> Look at you. You got that in your head. It's also known as senile squalor syndrome. Uh, extreme self-neglect, domestic squalor, so social withdrawal, apathy, compulsive hoarding of garbage or animals, and lack like of shame. Humpty Dumpty phenomenon. Definitely right. real. Yes, real. Somebody falls off a wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's real! Yeah. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with falling off a wall. It's uh, you sometimes used to describe uh, confused disturbances of cerebral blood flow. Great. Nothing to do with Humpty Dumpty. I'm winning. And uh, Gatsby syndrome. Winning, 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 fake. winning. Fake, 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 fake. Real. Real. Gatsby syndrome. Fake. Uh, fake. Fake. It's fake. Yeah. yeah, I got it. And the final one. Let's make this the last one. Pickwickian syndrome. Real. 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 Fake. Fake. Real. Fake. 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 Real. 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 I think it's real. 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 Fake. Real big fish. Really fake. Real fake. I think it was real fake. Okay. All right. Final answer. I think it's real fake. Final answer. Real, 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 real fake. Mm, fake real. Okay. It's real! Yeah! <laughs> it's basically known as obesity hyperventilation syndrome and named after Joe Pickwick, the character in Charles Dickens' very first novel. Who won that? 
Uh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's fair to say that like um, um, Josh won that because like he just kept saying the words real and fake over <laughs> and over again. Um, well, thank you very much for playing real or fake diseases with me, everybody. Um, Thanks for having me. No, you're you're more than welcome. Um, how is um? I think we're not going to do notes. I think we're going to reach the end of that. I think I'm going to call call it. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Jazz cigarettes. I'm selling them after oh, the show. Oh, you're back. You're back in the room now. Oh, yes. I just didn't want to play your stupid game. Why didn't you want to play the stupid game? I thought, I, do you realise how much... I, I literally put in, like, an hour of work into that game. And you just walked out of it. I thought it was good real fake. I thought it was a good game too. I thought it'd be fun. Anyway. I thought it was good I'm just too competitive, okay? You got one question wrong. <laughs> you got one question wrong and immediately quit. Ah, oh, terrible. Millennials today, you know? Destroying competitions. Um, you wanted to plug something though? Jazz cigarettes out. We're them after the show. <laughs> to, the us. Show, to us <laughs> the only people in the room yes well, we get them infected for free so yeah you've just hands. smoked about like 30 in the last like hour that's a very good point um, anybody else have anything but to now you know how fine that ganja is okay alright alright <laughs> it's a good bit um, anybody else want to plug anything no, thanks. Okay, in that case, I will plug the email of Vaking Lit. Vaking Lit. <laughs> plugging an email address. <laughs> I am plugging. I'm like, this is a promotion for the podcast. I mean, I'm essentially promoting the podcast because, like, it'd be nice to hear from our fans. And I realize I haven't actually plugged anything associated with the podcast for such a long time. We have a Facebook group. We have um, our email address, Vaking Lit uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Write into us. We'd love to chat with you. We've only had um, some. Messages from a friend of mine, Richard Griffiths and Rick Stein. Um, and yeah, just be good to hear from you. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to talk about, maybe you want to bring up uh, my uh, very unique burial rites um, that has come to light on this program. If you have a problem with it, why not write, write to me about it? Um, but that'll do it for us, I think. Um, I think uh, this has been a fun conversation in a room that is really, really hot and everybody's very tired. So we're going to um, record another episode in this really hot room now. Um, so we'll see. We'll speak to you shortly, I guess. Um, until next time, my name's been Shinty. Keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Bye! Chitty bing bong 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 bong